Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I am talking to Venus X. She is so fabulous, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her because I think she has a very different perspective from many of the guests that I've had on the podcast before. One of the only consistent things on this podcast is that I have all types of guests. So the consistency is into the ballet last weekend, which was lovely, but I like that I can experience all of New York. So I like that I can go to Broadway shows, go to the ballet, but then also go to a Halloween rave and see performers dancing in cages with lights and doing body contortions and just the guests, the people. Like they had a unisex bathroom at this rave that I went to that was at the McKittrick Hotel. So it was like a really lush, beautiful space. So I went to this unisex bathroom and there are all of these like guys in there, or men, I should say, like male presenting people in there that were also doing their makeup alongside female presenting people doing their makeup. So I was like, okay, New York is just such an interesting place. And there's so much creativity here. And I just feel lucky that I have gotten to spend so much of my life in this city. But also, wow, nightlife, like forgot about it, forgot about it. It's been a very long time since I've been out. Now, I don't have the stamina to do it again. I'm very tired today. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I will be making you know, nights out until 3 a.m., a regular part of my repertoire, but it was really fun for Halloween. October in general was a very, very busy month, and I am looking forward to slowing down in November. I really want November to be about pausing, reflecting, resting. I need to have more rest. I need to schedule more rest in my schedule. That's very important to me. I do not like to feel very busy, very rushed, like I have so much on my plate, even though I do I do a lot of things, as you guys know. But I really do want to be intentional about slowing down next month. I hope if you are feeling the rush of holidays and just having a lot on your social calendar that you feel empowered to push back, to say no to things that don't serve you. You do not want to get burnt out. It is difficult. It is difficult to operate at the level that you want to operate at when you're feeling exhausted and pulled in too many directions. So... That is my intention for the month ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening to everyone who's taken the time to rate and review this podcast to give me a follow either on my personal account, Brooke DeVard, or on Naked Beauty Planet. And I hope you guys love this episode. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Venus, you are like a DJ, a culture creator, one of the most iconic New Yorkers, I would say. Would you agree with that? I don't think I'm allowed to agree with oh, it, but okay. I can say thank you. 
I just feel like I'm <laughs> too young still to like agree with it. But if you want to say it, you are. By, you, by you're by very any, iconic. By any, you know, means do your thing. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know. We're living in such a fast time, right? It's like, sometimes I feel like I'm too young in the context of like people that I think are iconic. But then I'm like, oh, I'm like really old because like there's years that are passing in like days, the way media is right moving the pace of everything yeah like the timeline or whatever yeah it no longer exists the narrative is broken yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm like i guess i'm an icon yeah i guess i'm dying i'm a dinosaur <laughs> but i'm also like super young hopefully you are super young but i mean you were getting interviewed by the new york times like 10 years ago in terms I of i was i guess i was yeah. i don't know i guess i don't have a, a really good um perspective on that since i was so young yes and i was really like going hard yeah, it happened really fast. And I should probably take some inventory at some point. I think it was more like it happened in the blink of an eye. If you want to know the truth. And I was a very, very wild young woman. <laughs> so we love that. I think a lot of things just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm in the New York Times, whatever. Like I'm in 20 magazines. I don't give a fuck. Like, right. I just want to like go to Tokyo again. And it DJ. was all happening. Yeah. And also, you know, living on the road and living kind of like for the gigs and in nightclubs late at night, you sometimes forget that like it really does mean something to be in the newspaper or to be in magazines. Like, yes. Because in the underworld, your um, status is derived from something completely different, like whether you can make the crowd move, what your outfit looks like and things right. like that. You right. know what I mean? So right. I think, yeah, I'm slowly coming around to like the fullness of what... um which has happened. <laughs> yeah. And just your contribution to culture. I know a lot of people know Ghetto Gothic, which was a party you created, but it's so much more than a party, right? It's like this aesthetic, this lifestyle that has now become in 2021 almost mainstream. I know. But you were doing it way before anyone else was doing yeah. it. How does it feel like just when you when you think about like those early days of creating this really unique aesthetic that was very personal to you and then seeing it now become so popular? I don't know. I guess I'm still figuring it out because I am at the intersection of like wanting more out of my career and also being able to see a world where things that were still very awkward and very like not high fashion and also not cool are now cool and very profitable. And mm. so um, so I want to make sure that as I evolve myself from being just a DJ and realizing the kind of impact that I did have, that I build the right infrastructure to be able to benefit from it. Because I don't think it's going anywhere. It's very, it's very relevant, you know, and it's been relevant for a while, but I think it's going to stay relevant for a while more because it just like people relate and it's, it's a nice balance to the other aesthetic that's sort of winning right now, which is like kitsch and jovial, the happy face. I see. Yeah, I see. Which I'm not mad at either. A lot of my friends are really uh, responsible for pushing that aesthetic. And so there is this thing. It's almost like the goth rave and the like candy rave coming together, which was all always a huge inspiration. So like for me, at least in my personal mood board. So I sort of feel like culture is also culminating in this like. Yeah. In this way, um, I mean, even look at the the way that like candy and pearls have become like this new synthesis of jewelry fashion that's really 
yes on trend you know what i mean those like plastic beads but with pearls mixed in and layers and stuff so like little kid jewelry basically yeah but that's also like raver jewelry yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the candy that you exchange yeah so it's like i don't know i think it's pretty cool but i think it'll be more interesting in a few years to see like what did we make of it because it has up till now been pretty uphill battle getting people to care about the fashions the music all of it and i mean i mean even look at little nas x like that's a now thing, you know? I think Lil Nas X is so good at being famous. I know. Like, he's Best. he's just so good at being famous. I don't know other words to Like, the way he uses social media, the way he does his red carpet appearances. Yeah. He's just so good at it. I know. Brilliant. I'm just happy that there's, like, a little baby who's wild and gay up there. Because it's just a mix for so much, hopefully so much more space to be yes. available. Well, I want to take it all the way back to growing up. So you grew up in Washington Heights? Yes. In Inwood, which is like Dykeman. Okay. Yeah. Dykeman. All the way up town. So Washington Heights sort of means locally like up until 190th Street. Okay. So I grew up in 200th Street. (laughs) Okay. Right at the cutoff. And what were you like growing up? I guess I was just like my mother's daughter. You know, I was like a doll. (laughs) Yeah. She like wanted you to be really girly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had lots of outfit changes. Yes. And so, your mother's Dominican? Yeah. Okay. And we spent a lot of time at the beauty salon. A lot. Like, I love that. Our main um, weekend activity was getting our hair done. And you would get it like blown out with like the yeah. super hot. Yeah. So it was a variety of things from like deep conditioners and some of the women in my family. And I mean, I think everyone at some point got some part of their hair permed, even if it was just their edges. <laughs> It was pretty bad. But yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, There was just like a regular uh, stream of birthday parties and weddings and christenings and things that we all had to be dolled up for. I also wasn't allowed to cut my hair until I was really old. Really? Like 18, maybe. That's so interesting. Yeah, 16, it was the first chop, which was like up to here, maybe. And then 18 was the real, the bob that I have now. I had this bob. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting how at a young age you learn this like, proximity between like beauty and long hair yeah and a lot of times about it (laughs) yeah apparently you know a lot of times it's enforced by the media but oftentimes it's enforced in your own family like you know even mothers saying like oh i don't want you to cut your hair and it's like why do we put such emphasis on long hair was not shy about it they were like you're not pretty if you have short hair (laughs) wow wow yeah i mean it's very custom in dominican culture so did you feel Um, beautiful growing up beautiful i mean no, I don't think that that was it. I think I knew I had a certain privilege by having long hair and being mm. light skinned. You know what I mean? Mm. I wasn't shy to that because I think I grew up in a family that was like really diverse. So mm. I think racial politics were very clear, but I don't know that I felt pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was still, I think beauty comes from like having freedom. There was this understanding that I had certain power and privilege but it didn't really translate to the feeling of pretty or beautiful all the time you know what I mean yeah because I, I, like I said I, as I've gotten older I realized that like a lot of my personal idea of beauty and what I find beautiful in other people has a lot to do with their personality and the way that they're allowed to express their, themselves yes on their face and yes. I think it makes you know a huge difference when you're able to design yourself with your aesthetic in mind versus in my case, I was in a strict household, but I was also in a lot of Catholic schools. So I had uniforms and yeah. I had very like basic attire yeah. where 
You know, it would have been nice to maybe be able to cut my hair sooner. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, you had a very sort of set Oof. box that you had yeah. to stay in. And now you have all this freedom to express yourself how you want. And you you use that I freedom. I use it. Yes. <laughs> no, I love it. You touched on light skin privilege, long hair yeah. privilege. And I've seen you actually speak out against colorism. In you, I think yeah, you were speaking specifically about like this musician, but you were talking basically like in the Latinx yeah, community. Very recently. <laughs> colorism. And I, I'm yeah. kind of more familiar with colorism in like the Black slash African-American community, yeah. but I would love to hear more about how it shows up it's uh, definitely, in Latin It's definitely present in um, my country which was where the video that was recorded comes from. And it was a collaboration in a genre that's specific to my country. So it was almost like... And when you say your country, you mean... Dominican Dominican Republic. Yeah. So it was almost like completely daft of them to make that video there because everyone knows that A, Haitians are not treated equally or fairly in any capacity on the island. And also that women and particularly all women who are not white in the island are regarded in a way that is like lesser than, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From their hair texture to their body types and what's available in terms of like salon services and Mm -hmm. clothing. And you know what I mean? There's just like very little accommodation for black women in the island. And you, I mean, you even see that like in the breakdown of society, who has jobs, who gets to educate themselves, Mm -hmm. who gets to make higher wages, who has secure living, you know what I'm saying? Who has family in certain neighborhoods versus whose family has been able to move up the social ladder and stuff like that. So for them to do that there, it was kind of tasteless because it was like, well, it's not quite art when all the Black women on this island are also in a form of slavery. Um, In fact, there actually have slave quarters in a lot of brand new apartments there, which is one of the things that like people should understand about kind of why those images were so um, ridiculous. And the images for people listening, there were like dark skinned black women on leashes. Yeah, it was bad. People want to avoid the conversation in Latin America because right now, especially the economy is so strong Mm -hmm. and a lot of people benefit from anti-blackness and from imitating black people quite literally. Like the black, the whole black fishing thing that we're seeing now. Oh my God. In the UK. so bad. Yeah. And it happens in the Latin community more then people discuss because there's this assumption like with the J Balvin conversation, um, not to throw him under the bus. I, <laughs> I don't cancel people for a living, but like the conversation now with people like, oh, he's Latino. He's not, he's not white. And it's like, no, he's a white Latino. Right. He's just a white Latino. And there's a difference to you know, a white Latino and an Afro-Indigenous and Afro-Latin. There's like, there's just a spectrum and, you know, your ancestors and also your DNA test is pretty clear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My Dominican family's 57% African. I, it is what yeah. it is, you know? And I think people are grappling with that issue um, for the first time in Latin America. But at the same time, I hate to say it, but I don't have a ton of hope for the conversation to continue just because there hasn't been a collective movement of sort of like a black nationalism or an Mm -hmm. Afrocentric Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wave like there was in America. So it could still happen. It can. And I hope it will. But it's like it's almost like really taboo to claim your Africanness at all. Interesting. So you grow up in this kind of Catholic, stricter, strictish background. Sort of. Yeah. Then 
fast forward to like when are you like in nightclubs and throwing parties and around fashion well, designers and celebrities like, and I had a very balanced childhood because my dad was and a lot of my uncles they were caught up in the oh, I don't know what's it called the black market okay the, the you know we'll leave it at that and the underworld um <laughs> yeah so I was really exposed to this street life which came with a lot of music and fashion to put it simply yes. you know the reality is that when you hustle <laughs> there's a lifestyle that comes with it so like my first introduction to fashion even though I was in a very humble and strict home was like to Bloomingdale's with like a drug dealing father and mm. his lawyer girlfriend <laughs> and you know being able to spend a lot of money because there were perks to that mm-hmm. lifestyle and and getting a real sense of like my personality from that because that and rap music was like what I yeah. was looking at yeah. but and you're like rapping along and you're like this is also my life <laughs> yeah exactly I mean you know people they can say what they want about it but I mean I didn't choose my childhood it definitely chose me yes and it was on both sides of my family there was just a lot of I mean it, it was it's a very n- normal thing in the 80s and 90s with immigrant culture and Dominican and and just Afro-Latin like uptown culture a lot of people were unfortunately subject to you know, situations where they had to do illegal things. And as a result, we had a really great climate of fashion (laughs) and nightlife that I was able to witness as a kid, um, at least in the early 90s through my parents. My parents actually met at a nightclub. So it's no surprise I ended up back there as a DJ. But yeah, um, it gets a little more exciting when I start waitressing at the 4040 when I was like 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. And... That was crazy. I waited on Beyonce and Jay-Z all the time. And like, were they nice? Can imagine. They were so sweet. You know, I'm beehive, like beehive down. She only drank mango daiquiris or man- <laughs> yeah, mango, mango daiquiris, but they were virgin mango smoothies. Oh my God, that's so cute. And he had ginger ales. <laughs> oh, they didn't drink alcohol? No, not at that time. Wow. And like now they're like plant-based. And I know. I think they were starting to be like, I think there's this thing with like taking over the world. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's like, Paying attention to the tech lifestyles, yeah. the tech CEO lifestyles knows like these people do not play. <laughs> yeah, well, they were not playing. I don't think they ever took a had a drink. And I was working there for years. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you get to be kind of around, you know. Yeah, I get to artists. be around a lot of artists and celebrities for my job. And simultaneously, I'm studying at the new school. I had transferred from another school where I was focused in pre-med and biochemistry. I was really, really studious, really academic. I went to school on a full ride to study biochemistry. And then I turned around and decided that I wanted to take some time off and became a waitress and ended up at the new school studying art. And so I kind of, you know, through the new school, but really because of the hardcore hip hop environment I was in, ended up in a whole other scene on my free time, which Mm -hmm. was like punk, goth, and like raves, you know, and I started yeah. throwing raves. Um, and so I was able to become a full-time DJ pretty quickly just due to the support that I was getting from the community. And there was a lot of demand for my 
my selection of music, my tastes, mm -hmm. because I really didn't know what I was doing at that time. Now that I look back, especially, uh, <laughs> I was really just confident and I had really good taste in music. Uh, so I started getting more and more bookings and I eventually stopped waitressing, which I had done for about 10 years. So I think I just liked hospitality in general. Mm. But um, around 23, I became a full-time, or I started DJing. And by 24, I was a full-time DJ. Wow. Um, I went to one of your parties in 2011 in Brooklyn. Oh, whoa. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So you got to experience the real fun. The like, yeah. Like, I mean, not to say anything is fake, but that was the birth of like what became a global yes. wave of it was a many people touring deal. and many people hanging and doing fashion shows and yeah, lots of running around. So yeah, I just started throwing the raves myself in an effort to, like I said earlier, just kind of own the thing. Yes. But at the time there was much less conversation about entrepreneurship than there is today. It was more about controlling the elements yes, and really wanting to run the whole nightclub because I had worked in a nightclub. So I kind of had this really crazy experience working under um, the now like CEO of Rock Nation, Desiree. Okay. Who is, she has a reputation. Anybody who knows about her knows about her. She like runs things. I mean, that's why she runs Rock Nation. <laughs> so she went from running the nightclub to all the way to running the company. Wow. And just to, all that to say that being under her and being able to see how they operated 4040 at the height of Jay-Z's career, not to say he didn't go higher then, but it was the height of his like his boom. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, the black album. Yeah. And even time. just seeing like the black Amex like drop, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Like um in the club. And, you know, it just gives you a whole different perspective. So even though on a very, very micro scale, what I was doing was not comparable, it gave me like the ability to create a world of my own yes. where people could be you know, held to certain standards. And also there could be like less rules and mm -hmm. more freedom. Yes. To wear what you want and listen to, or to play whatever music you want. But also just to like, I mean, really it's like, you know, it's just unsanctioned space. It's one of those things that probably can't happen that much anymore because of social media. And like, yeah, so much has changed. Surveillance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much has changed. And yeah, you would go to a party. People, I remember people would take out their digital cameras, but there wasn't this like live real time recording yeah. of the night. Now, I do want to talk about COVID and how that changed your approach to beauty because you were probably spending a lot less time out and about and partying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I, got, I finally got a skincare routine. Okay, let's talk about it. I love it. <laughs> I still don't do it daily. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that part. That's okay. But um, I definitely have started using a lot more products um, because... What, what do you love? Like, what are the products you've discovered and you're like, where has this been my whole life? I still don't... I don't think I'm at that level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just getting comfortable enough to use products. I'm one of those people that like was a real tomboy with the makeup okay. and like skincare for a long time yeah I didn't care and I don't think I ever needed to so I didn't and now I just want to be more conscious that like I deserve to be really hydrated mm, yeah <laughs> and my skin deserves to use some of the nice things that I can buy and that I also get you know a lot of brands have been gifting me stuff and I've just been like avoiding it but now I'm using Tata Harper. Yes, I love. And I'm it smells so good, doesn't it? It does. It's really nice. Yeah. I like it. I'm using their um, cleansing oil and their moisturizer. 
which is a huge step for me because again, <laughs> very proud. Of never you. washed my face. <laughs> very proud of you. Hardly wore makeup and uh, also just didn't moisturize in a way that was like for my face only. And I'm also using some uh, melanin goats products. Okay, it's really nice. random, but like I like them. A vitamin E based one. That's Good. nice. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still figuring out this world, but I also think that. You know, I do pay attention to like your podcast and the stuff you post. And there's a few people that I feel like they post products that I'm like, okay, cool. I keep seeing this, like I can trust it. Or, you know, there's a really transparent recipe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and branding. So I've been using Hana Hana's. Yes. We um, love the Hana Hana Beauty. Yes. Her shea butter and her mask, um, her nutrition skin. Yes. And, I, and everything's working good so far. But I also, I use a cure too on like, I'm really into like switching things up because I have trust issues sort of with like (laughs) products. So I never want to get comfortable using something and then not like the way my skin feels like when I don't have it on. You know what I mean? You don't want to get too dependent or reliant. I don't. Yeah, I'm really. That's like a a deeper, more philosophical thing you could discuss in therapy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want to rely on anyone or anything, including my Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a little (laughs) bit like of, of a hippie in a sense where I think, you know, it's really nice that we have access to all of this, but the majority of the world doesn't. And yeah. You know, so that means if you travel, you actually don't always, you can't always guarantee you're going to have access to the products that you love. Right. Let's talk about wellness because I think people associate nightlife, late hours, not getting a lot of sleep, oftentimes drug use. And I'm not coming from it from a judgmental position here. Definitely not. But you seem to be someone that really values balance, really values healthy eating. Has this always been your point of view or is it something that you evolved to? The reality is that a lot of the things that people want come from living a much more humble and like simple, healthier life than we want to admit sometimes. So I do what works for me because I don't really like the idea of having to go out of my way to get the results that I want. And by that, I mean, like, I know that I can eat whatever I want and go get surgery really accessible. It's <laughs> wait, really wait, wait. accessible. Like I could literally eat whatever I wanted all the time and I could go get the body of my dreams, start working out and continue eating whatever I wanted because I can sculpt myself. This is a thing in my community. It's very popular. Like you mean like BBL? Girl. <laughs> wait, can I tell you so? Girl, I want a BBL so bad some wait, days, but wait. I'm like, <laughs> let's eat the salad. <laughs> Where are we going to do these squats? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's like some it's like here I am eating salad and doing squats and other people are just getting a BBL. Oh, God, girl. It's, That's why I'm like, oh, it works for me. If you got to go get the BBL, go do your thing. Because Would a you lot. do it? Not yet. No, I don't have a reason to. I love my body and I also am not really right this second. I'm not in a position to say I've tried it. I've tried working out. I've tried eating well. And I just can't get rid of this weight. I wouldn't write it off because I do think that if you want a second wind or you want a first wind (laughs) or you want the body of your gym, whatever you want, go for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm here for women being proactive about living the life they want. But 
personally, I think that I'm too scared for a surgery. It's very, it's very intense. Yeah, I'm very like minimal invasion. Yeah, please. it's a very intense thing to put your body through. I ordered on Amazon. I'll have to show you a picture. It, I ordered it for Halloween. These Did you get the well, it's like these. It was like booty <laughs> shorts, like boy shorts, but with hip pads in oh, them. Cute. Yeah. And I like put them on. It was Did like look good. I was like, oh my god, this is what Cardi I would B. look like with a BBL, and like it I looks really it. good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at it. Girls look also, really good. You know what? It's the, just not for me. And can I be honest with you? I wouldn't want that type of attention on the street. I know. Living in New York, like you already know how it is. It's I wouldn't lot. want Honestly, people... I don't know if I could handle the lifestyle, but <laughs> I like the way it looks in pictures. Yes. And how do you find balance? Like you are, you know, the definition of booked and busy. I feel like I've been trying to get That's you on the insane, podcast for months and months and months. But thank you. How do Keep- you... Me booked and busy. Yes, we love that. Um, (laughs) I'm not actually that booked and busy, but I do have to travel a lot sometimes for work, which makes my life very um, hard (laughs) when planning things like this. Burberry's flying you out for one thing. Another brand's flying you out for another thing. It's really happening. I turn down gigs. I do. For my wellness, actually. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about this. This brand wanted me or this designer wanted me ironically a turkish designer um wanted me to fly to dubai to dj his birthday and i had to say no but it was like a really great opportunity but then i kind of did the math and i was like oh even if he paid me like ten thousand dollars not that i don't need the money yeah i have to fly for 24 hours to dubai my body is worth twenty four thousand dollars that's like i'm literally like sorry (laughs) i need to sleep like no because I'm doing real like preservation mode because I don't want to go and like start getting, you know, a lot of my friends have been getting like surgeries and a lot of girls I know in the industry have been getting surgeries and accommodations to like their aging. Botox. Yes. From a very young age. And I know it works for people like, but it's just sad when you're like, oh, damn, like a lot of girls are getting in their early 20s. Like, what can I do to avoid having to jump on the boat too soon? Because it's just not something that I align with my personality. You know what I mean? And and part of it is sometimes saying no to like long trips that yeah. they don't, they're not going to change your life. Like what's $10,000 going to do for me? It's like, okay, yes, I need it. It's a few months of rent. Okay. Yes. I could buy a lot of nice clothes. I could even make an investment, maybe flip it in Ethereum. Who knows? But like <laughs> the point is my body also is worth the kind of attention that I can say, okay, if I'm going to travel 24 hours, I want to be booked for three to four shows. I want to be, you know, doing a press run. I want to be doing these things logically because A, it's better for your mental health, but B, it's also just like, think about all of the things you put in your body, whatever you choose them to be, because you don't get an unlimited amount of mileage. So true. Whether it's flying or even with surgeries, you know what I mean? There comes a point where people and you know it's very unfortunate but they have to start scaling back or accepting the body that is left you know what i mean because you can only accommodate so many changes before your body starts to get like okay leave me alone so it's the same thing with flying you know i know people who've died of blood clots it's like you know like a friend of a friend it'll be like an insane thing where you're like well that's what happens when you fly a lot and you don't get massages, exercise, right. like how wear compression socks, yes, do all yeah. this stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, I think about all of this stuff because I've done a lot of really wild things in my life, but I think that you should know the difference between recreation and lifestyle and recreation. I'm totally for, and also like, uh, 
it, it kind of goes the same with like beauty. So mm-hmm. it's like if you want to do you know, um, a minor surgery or, you know, minor adjustments here and there. I'm I'm really about that because I think people seem to be very happy yeah. <laughs> with the results. But yeah. when you make it a lifestyle, whether it is to, you know, drink excessively or to, you know, get a lot of changes made to your body, yeah. enhancements, yeah. Or to even fly a lot or whatever. Yeah. It's like you're gonna see yes. some yes. real dark sides to it. So yeah. you just gotta be aware that that's just not quite... People often, they don't see that slippery yeah. slope. They and just it's see like, the glamorous side. Yeah, and it's well, like, oh, I don't know. Like I'm yeah. really about doing as much as I can to not fall into... Because I've also been there. Like I've... Yeah, I was going to ask I've, that. I've had a heavy drinking period in my yeah. life. You know, I've done a lot of ecstasy when I was younger. And yeah. I was a raver. Like, yeah. Well, without... Traveled me- a shitload for no reason. I would get on planes just to like change my mood. <laughs> With messed up. <laughs> without naming any names, you've like been around, maybe even like dated some like oh. very well-known people. That are, you know, famous (laughs) and tour a lot. Definitely. Do they seem happy when they're doing it? I mean, to be fair, in this industry, very few people are happy. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I mean, I'm not, I can't say that, you know, I'm the best judge of it because I only get to assess what I get to assess. But I'm also in it. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of work to be happy, which is why I think... A lot of people may resort to whatever it makes them happy in most immediately, which could be alcohol, drugs, women, <laughs> you know, um, luxury items, mm-hmm. you know, retail therapy or I don't know. Or all of them. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's why I, right right now, at least I feel like I'm living in a very, very minimal place where I'm like, yeah, no, I can't fly. It's like too far. And it's not that I'm like too expensive. It's also that I'm just like, oh, my body, like, mm, like she's a little so precious important. baby. <laughs> like sometimes you really have to scale it all back, even, you know, with sex and things like that. Like I've been really celibate the last few years, I want to say two years. Really? I've tried a little bit of dating, but it's not really working the way I want it. To, so What's I'm just not like working whatever. about it for you, men. <laughs> okay. And I think women is not. I don't know. I don't know where to meet women, but men is definitely not working. But um, I feel it as as you date men and women. I feel like it would be so much harder to approach women versus men. Men just feel very basic. Yeah, I try. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say is I try, and it just it's not quite what I need. I have tried dating, but all that to say that, you know, in the music industry and in the entertainment industry and any industry where you get a lot of attention and where you are constantly uprooted, um, you have to be very careful because I think that there's some really obvious pitfalls of like vanity and of uh, substance abuse and just of lifestyle, like like an infrastructure that is not really good for your mental health. Like you're not sleeping as much as you should and you're not sleeping in at the times when a person should theoretically or you're not eating meals in the way that a person theoretically would who's taking care of their body so I mean I don't know that I would even say it's our industry it's just all of the ways that the industry influences your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you know it's just the nature of like having everybody in your business I mean to sit here and tell you that I haven't experienced social anxiety depression and just general like hypersensitivity from being thrust into the public eye yeah very young and then 
having backlash from it, from dating certain people or from being associated with those people and then other people becoming upset or becoming interested or becoming... I don't even know. Like it just it creates yeah. a lot of, of course. buzz, you know, of course. like when 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 you're in the in the mix like that. So it's strange to be talked yeah. about that by people who don't know you. Right. Yeah. And that's something that's very hard to get used to. Sometimes we go through patches of of time where, you know, like the most like me, a night owl who loves to dance, who loves to theoretically party and wants to break night and stay at the rave until 12 o'clock in the daytime because the music's that good. There's periods in my life where I just don't go out at all. Mm. There's periods in my life where I don't drink any alcohol. Like right now is one of them. I'm not drinking. Why? Because I'm driving a lot because I think it's dangerous to drink and drive. One of our peers just actually passed away from... Oh, I'm so sorry. I know from drunk driving. It's really unfortunate, but it makes you, you know, be realistic about these things. But you're also just like, thank God for this moment, this lull where I can go out and be like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Because if you don't have it in this lifestyle... I mean, the studio is like full of marijuana. Oh, yeah. Sometimes can we talk about full your, of other things. Can we talk about your recording career? Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you want to know? I mean, you've just been in the studio with I like have. absolute like New York legends. I have can been. Can you say like, who you've been working with? I mean, I've been in the studio with artists developing music that doesn't necessarily have an end goal yet. Um, But I have gone in with Juicy J and Jim Jones this year, as well as just having a lot of different upcoming and ongoing opportunities with other producers and songwriters. Yeah, it's really good. It's nice to get out of the studio mode where I work by myself or with another producer and in with some really seasoned people. But I think I'm still deciding when and how it'll reach the world because it's such a delicate thing, you know, to be an artist. Um, I took piano lessons for a few months. I'm on a break right now because I'm back on nails. Wait, can we talk about your nails? They look so good. Like, (laughs) look at my nails. (laughs) And then look at Venus. I'm having a moment today, this this month. I Um, always want, for people listening, they're long pink <laughs> what's the shape called is this coffin shape i don't know or it's like a I square suck i suck at knowing the they're gorgeous terms, but, but i don't how do you do things with nails this long i mean you are very attentive. can you type yeah i can type but okay. i can't type as quickly i think yeah. i make more mistakes yeah but um yeah nails i like definitely this. have to give up my piano lessons for a month and a half now but yeah yeah i'm really into the whole educational part of music learning to make music learning to write songs learning music theory and learning a little bit of engineering i was working with a studio over the summer and uh, hopefully we'll continue to work with them and yeah i'm I'm excited at just like evolving the djing more but i'll probably be touring and playing the music next year i have have to ask you about self-care what do you do for self-care like what do you do to fill up your tank at the end of the day like when you just need to reset what do you do for Um, yourself well i try to cook every day love that i do because i think that that's a huge conversation people are avoiding about self-care for me, it's a lot about drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> like it's come to really basic things because you can't really get the results from like a massage or a bath 
Right. It's you know what I mean? If you're not hydrated, if yeah. you're not like eating your yeah. vegetables. And I know that like we live in a really fast paced and really um like cosmopolitan city that is that is um super sexy and you know it makes you want to eat out multiple <laughs> times a day or have you know yeah. to go everything or whatever or use an uber app or whatever to order your food but my self-care thing has a lot to do with food and water and you know remembering to like drink charcoal you know what i mean and add it because like i'll have all these things and i'll just like forget or even just like writing down my thoughts in the morning something that i'm hoping i will make more regular but just like making space doing yoga in the morning okay um i think that that has a huge impact on your beauty believe it or not for anybody looking for like my beauty tips because a lot of people are like oh you look so young a lot of it has to do with anxiety like if you can relax your anxiety and you can tap into like your real like joy and like simple, innocent joy, I think you can really radiate and people underestimate, I think, how much like your mood and your like health has to do with your beauty because so true. yeah, your skin, it's honestly my my skin glows when I'm like, well rested, taking care of myself, moving super intentionally and not really putting it on anybody else or any other like luxury experience, which is normally what like I would have done in the past. You know what I mean? Go on vacation, yeah. get a massage. I don't know, go color my hair. And it's like more and more I'm like, okay, get control of the mental mm -hmm. so that you can really project the calm, you know, kind like beauty yeah. that is it's really at the core of like what i think people see when they see beauty a lot of times they see like happy confident people yes. and i also love when you share not only you looking beautiful but you will also say that you feel beautiful <laughs> yeah which i think is so great and i don't know that people share that enough no i don't think people feel it enough yes i agree yeah i, agree. I think it's a it real enough. it's a real thing it's it's kind of interesting to be on a show and be somebody who doesn't really put that much effort into beauty, even though like there are things about my personality that I, I definitely attribute heavily to like fashion and, and, and aesthetics. I have tried to continue a balance with like my natural aesthetics as well, because I want to feel good without having to pay money as much as I'm happy to pay money mm -hmm. to buy the clothes and to dye my hair and to have the things that I feel like make me cute and like, project the personality I want but um I often struggle or have in the past with that a lot because I felt like my life just became super consumption oriented and yeah. even just like being outside with people you know what I mean yeah. constantly needing validation and constantly needing yeah. to be in social settings to like I feel that so much and yeah. the reason why I'm like reacting like this now like oh my gosh what you just said is because <laughs> we um my husband and I we have tickets to go to Art Basel as you know Art Basel hasn't like I haven't gone in the past two years uh first week of December in Miami and immediately as soon as we booked our tickets I was like I need to go shopping like that's a me uh -huh. as if I don't have like a closet full of right. clothes but you think oh I'm gonna be at these events I'm gonna be at these right. parties I need like new things and mm -hmm. I hate waste I think that the fashion industry is responsible for so many of the issues we have with sustainability and sometimes I have to check myself to get out of that mindset of wanting something new now I do use rent the runway which I love, I love because it's like okay like this jacket's cute. Do so I need to cute. own it? No, I can rent it, return it. Someone else can wear it next I week. I know. I'm excited to join. Yeah. I'm like I'm very close. 
<laughs> I love Rent the Runway, but they just got a bunch of brands that I'm excited about. Yeah, they have like Laquan Smith now. I They've know. got Margella. They're like really killing it. But yeah, I think there's this thing that, especially if you're like in the public eye, you feel like you always have to like pop out with like a new look. Even with the content too. I mean, I had to like take a break because I was like, ooh, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel good right now. It's not to say that I'm like over content, but I'm like, you need to be intentional. <laughs> just the way you shop the way you take care yes. of your body, the way you eat. Because, I mean, for a while it was with the food. It was like indulgence, girl. There was a time when like, yes, I was on and off a plane, Paris, Italy, Tokyo. Yeah. And we did not cook during those years. Right. We were out and like, you know, I, my friends and my ex and I, we like really liked expensive things <laughs> from shopping to eating to just like going places. So it was like, you can't live right. like this if you want to feel as good as you look or if you want to feel as good as the the food right. may taste, like right. the right. reality is that you have to be a little bit more disciplined. And mm -hmm. also, I think that there's a lot of merit to designing um, a lifestyle that is like, you know, a nice hybrid of like, I always think about like, well, what if everything stopped? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what if we were back in a recession? What if, you know, I wasn't able to work? What if I was made, you know, held back by a family member being sick or a mm -hmm. physical ailment or whatever? How do I maintain this personality and how do I maintain this sense of self without overly relying on the outside world? Yes. Because I do think that I'm valid in wanting all those things and I'm valid in wanting to express myself. But I'm also very privileged <laughs> and I'm also very able-bodied. Mm -hmm. And so there are many things that just for the consideration of, of, you know, being grounded, you want to balance, you know, the way you do anything really, because I'm not opposed to really anything, you know, do whatever you want. Like, but at a certain point, you know, you have to accommodate for reality. And that's where it's like, it hits you in the face when you're living a mile a minute yeah. and you're just like I can buy everything and I can like wear makeup every single day loads of it and it's like yeah and then you have really bad acne because also you're not being conscious like I've recently switched to Ilia and um, Kosas and yeah. another product I forget what it's called but and these things are changing my life because I feel more comfortable wearing makeup yes. more now because yes. I'm like the makeup's actually Whoa. good for your skin yeah. yeah because I used to wear like a Dior foundation that you know I worked with their beauty department and it was great but it was like it had fragrance Some it was really like bad for alcohol. your skin yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could it, you could feel it so I love you Dior please continue to hire me <laughs> but not for beauty because ew <laughs> <laughs> like I hate to say but this is the thing it's like you know you want to participate yeah. but you have to accommodate for reality. Yes, your skin yes. cannot handle the toxins. So if you define yourself through that process, you know, people who are out there listening, if you take nothing else away from this, balance. Nature is your friend and like you can't run from it, you know? Yeah. So I try to do that whenever I can, even at the expense of some quotation marks. Yes. Fun. Yes. Because I think it's I'm, fun to be like happy and healthy too, yeah, you know, as much it's as all it about is. balance. To be like swimming in designer clothes and, you know, eating oysters and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I do want, I haven't actually had a guest on who was practicing celibacy or if I did that we didn't talk about it. I would just love to hear yeah. quickly how you feel like practicing celibacy has helped you overall. It is a really interesting thing 
to take up at this time in my life when I feel like I'm in a prime and I could be having a lot of sex. So that's one thing. It's like a mental, I don't even say discipline because it's more about like, I think about it like how I'm not going to read a book I don't want to read. I'm not going to buy some article of clothing that I really don't want. And I'm also not going to get on a plane even for, you know, a lot of money and go somewhere unless it really makes sense. It's sort of the same thing. It's like, (laughs) if you want to be really authentic for your own sanity, just say yes when it makes sense and say no to everything else. Because I do think that you can have like the kinds of relationships and the kind of life that you want, but you can't have it if you're not being discerning. And for me at least, and I think a lot of women can relate, the desire to be loved and to just like have partnership and be intimate with people sometimes overrides the standards that we have for ourselves and maybe even us imagining like what life could be like if all of our standards were met. And not to say that, you know, there's a perfect world or a perfect partner out there, but I mean, (laughs) your goals. Thank (laughs) you. No, like your relationship seems healthy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a minimum we can ask for like healthy partners. Um, And yeah, I think that, you know, for me, the benefit, yeah. It's, I think it's so important not to settle. Yeah. And I really want people to understand that. Do not settle. (laughs) I feel that way. So that's kind of what my celibacy is a lot about. It's about me being like, sorry, because I don't like maybe what's in front of me. And I'm also not making an effort to go out and meet people. I don't I don't use apps and I don't really go out that much. So it's just what it is right now. But the benefits of it are being a lot more clear about the kinds of people I want in my life, the kind of life that I want, the kind of quality of life, because I live a certain quality of life. So why should I in my dating life or in my intimate relationships be bringing my lifestyle down excessively to meet somebody who maybe just can't hang. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you have been, you know, successful enough to see the world and to like experience culture in the way that I have and also to to have gone through, you know, different kinds of relationships with different people to know what you like and don't like. And yeah. I've already, I'm like, mm, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I but I, it. I highly recommend it just for clarity on like what you deserve, you know, because... It's just that simple. I think women have a big issue with getting clear on what they deserve. And the only byproduct of it is, you know, that you're just like, I think when you do enter into relationships, it becomes very obvious instantly if you feel good, which I feel like is super valuable. Because even if you choose to do it, at least you know that you've grown, you know, you have some awareness um, and you're not just taking it blindly, like how they kind of prescribe it in on tv you know what i mean or just like in reality tv or whatever it is that we watch these days (laughs) toxic life (laughs) we have arrived at my final question for you i ask all of my guests and it is when do you feel most beautiful recently it's definitely after yoga it's just a real thing and I didn't really feel this way, I think, until I took a long break from it. And then I had one of those really good stretches. And I was like, oh, my God, I understand the benefits of this thing. But it's one of those things like water where we weren't taught that we had to do it, but we have to do it every day. And it's kind of like jade rolling or, you know what I mean? Like properly moisturizing your face um, or exfoliating. It's like essential. And once you activate your body, then you actually are on. So it's like 
I almost want to get to the point where it's instinctive for me to do it because I still don't do it every day, but I try. Yeah. Because I know that that feeling when I am present, it's like the best. It's gold. It's different. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just something to think about. Your body is like very complex and it's both physical, but it's also, you know, has a nervous system and it's electrical. So that's why the food and the water is so important to me. And I think that all those things kind of work together. And I would say all of them, not just yoga, but when I eat like a rainbow every day, when I drink a lot of water, I just actually look more beautiful. But my body feels good because guess what? I'm hitting all my chakras when you eat a rainbow you're hydrating. So your body feels at peace because you're 80% water. You need to be getting a lot of water for you to feel like homeostasis. (laughs) And yoga just opens the whole thing up so it can feel and have all its senses. It shouldn't be that hard to feel beautiful is what I'm saying. And it requires a little bit of adjustment so that we get the basics. Yes. But if you get the basics, that's when I feel most beautiful. When I'm like doing the minimum survival to like wake up and have a good day. Water. And eating a rainbow. Eating a rainbow. Love it. Think Love about it. your body. Wise words from Venus. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You're so on. welcome. Thank, Thank you for beauty. having me. Of course. If people want to catch up with you, where should they find you? Um, Instagram, Twitter, and yeah, just stay tuned for other Amazing. platforms that will be launching from those two. Those are the primaries. Okay, <laughs> Venus X on both. Venus X. All right. Thanks so much for being on Naked Thank Beauty. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Crazy right. And I approach baby light. Mom, what's your age and type? She looked at me and said, you's a baby, right? I told her I'm 18 and live a crazy. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 